So Harvest on Mission, we are continuing with our study, looking at Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21, and we've been walking through our vision statement, which is we want to see all people walking together with God, that's the first half, bearing fruit for his kingdom. You know, I've said at the very beginning, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I said that I think that one of the two big problems that I think that we wrestle with in our culture is isolation and consumerism. The first part of our vision statement is going after that idea of isolation. We're not meant to live by ourselves. We're meant to be in relationship with God in relationship with one another. And then the second problem is the second half of this, which is consumerism. And I think this is these are t- our two big problems of our culture and where we are as a society today. And I'm not just pointing my finger at, at other people. I think these are things that we struggle with constantly. We want to be by ourselves. We want to do what just we want to do. And instead of producing and bearing fruit for God's kingdom and, and giving to others uh, what God's given us, we desire to just take and take and take for ourselves. I think those things are ingrained in who we are, but also massive parts of American culture. And so the first half of that vision statement is that we were asking this question, how do I walk together with God? And we looked at a number of different things. We finished that and now we're going to the second half where we're going to answer this question. How do I bear fruit for his kingdom? How do I do that? I already mentioned consumerism and this is going to be kind of an introductory sermon for that, but I have to start by killing consumerism in myself. I cannot love money and love God. I've got to serve or love one or the other. That's an important idea. So if I'm going to really love God, I've got to kill consumerism in my life. So let's walk through this passage where Jesus gives a really stark warning about it. Uh, Verse 13, he says, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. We don't get a lot of context for what's going on here. We just know that there's some dude whose brother apparently uh, has kept uh, the other brother's share of his inheritance. And he's coming to Jesus to solve the problem for him. And then Jesus said, but he said to him, man, who made me a judge or an arbiter over you? And guys, I think we can learn a lot from the questions that Jesus asked in the Gospels. It's ironic that the creator of the universe, the God of the universe, would ask this question. But I'll get into that in a second. And he said to him, Take care, be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. Covetousness is desiring and wanting things in an unhealthy way, beyond what what is normal. It's loving things, money, possessions, beyond other things that we should love. Going on, he told them a parable saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. So business has been great for this guy. He's got so much crops that he's got a storage problem. And he said, I will do this. 
I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store my grain and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. This guy is carefree. Everything, all his problems are solved. He is fixed for life, as they say. But God said to him, Fool! This night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So let's ask this question. How do I kill consumerism? I want to kill consumerism in my life. So let me give you several ideas. First of all, we need to see Jesus as our king and not our personal problem solver. And I think that's behind the question that Jesus asked him. Who made me the judge or arbiter over you? I think a lot of times the way we live life is we want to do what we want to do. We want to go down the road that we want to go down until we hit a problem. And then when we hit a problem or a roadblock, then we want to call in God to solve our problem as if he's like an on-call God just to solve whatever thing we got. Like, like he's my personal assistant. God, I'm in charge. I'm going the direction I want to go. But then when I hit a snag, I'm expecting you to step in and fix the problem. God says, am I your judge? Or am I your king? I need to be living with him as the king of my life, not just my personal problem solver. Number two, I need to take coveting seriously. I need to be on guard against it. So he says, take care. He's given a really serious warning and be on guard against it. Let me read several passages, starting with Colossians 3, 5. He says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Coveting things is putting things in the place where God should be. I begin to worship that thing that money, those possessions, it becomes an idol in my life where it is ruling my life. It is dictating what I do, what I don't do. It is telling me right and wrong how to order my life, what I'm going to sacrifice for, what I'm going to love, what I'm going to put my hope in. All these things that should be attributed to God I attribute to things which makes them coveting, which makes them an idol. It becomes very much a worship disorder in my life. And Jesus says it this way, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, we need to kill consumerism if we're going to truly love God. Because we can't consume stuff and truly love and serve God. It's not possible. First Timothy, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. This is like the classic line, you know, more money, more problems. I mean, the, the, we have so many significant problems that are very unique to our modern culture compared to other problems in other societies or societies from our past because of all the stuff, 
because of everything that we've surrounded ourselves in, what we pursue for happiness, for joy, for pleasure. They have become what we worship and what we serve. This is a massive problem. He says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And this is a commonly misquoted verse in the Bible. A lot of times you'll hear it quoted as, money is the root of all evil. But that's not the problem. Money is not the problem. Money is simply a tool, an economic tool for trade. That's all it is. It's the love of it that's the problem. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. Loving money leads to lots of other bad stuff. It's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. So take coveting seriously. Be on guard against it. And the number three, I need to know that stuff does not equal life. Jesus says in the latter part of verse 15, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life is knowing God. God breathed life into humanity, his life into humanity, and then he told them the very first command. He said to bear fruit and multiply. I believe that God's design for our lives is to be fruitful in other words, to just like God, to be generous and giving of ourselves, not to be consumers. And I think the more that we are consumers, the less we're like what God designed for us. And the less we're like uh, what God designed for us, the less life we actually have. There's less fulfillment. I think a big part of why we are we don't have fulfillment today is because we love something and try to desire and possess and consume something that God has not designed us to love and consume. God's meant for us to use those things to produce and to bear for, fruit and to multiply. And number four, I need to make Jesus greater than you. Make Jesus greater than you. Make Jesus. I need to make Jesus greater than me. He is greater than I. Notice that how often in this parable, this guy refers to himself. Uh, let's see, in verse 16, the land of a rich man produced plentifully, and he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, you know, and so on. It's like this guy is completely about himself. He is pursuing all these possessions that he actually can't possess. Because someday his soul will be required of him. And he will be appear before God without any of those things. And so the, the command that Jesus gives at the end is to lay up treasure for yourself. And if you are, you know, true riches is being rich towards God. That is what we want to pursue. That's what we want to have real value in. And, and please note that I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with having wealth. It's just incredibly dangerous especially when we are loving it. When that becomes our pursuit of what we're consuming. I believe that in order for us to become 
fruit bear and bearing fruit for his kingdom. I've got to kill consumerism in my life. I've got to kill consumerism in my life. And there's a lot of other passage, passages in scripture about the dangers of, of the love of money and coveting. Maybe you guys can share some of those. Maybe there's some verses you guys can, can share with each other in your groups to encourage one another, one another in. But we need to, to at least be mindful of the fact that our culture is wired for consumerism to find our fulfillment in the next best thing to, and then to serve it and to work for it and go after it versus serving and loving God and bearing fruit versus consuming what other people have produced. So let's start with that first huge warning that guys, we need to kill consumerism in our lives, in our households, and really desire just to be with God and to know Him and desire to bear fruit for His kingdom, which is where real riches are found because we are storing up treasure in heaven where nothing can destroy it, where God is going to protect it and we will enjoy it with Him forever.